When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is so number 71, the Michael Ruse of Sodes. Ruse. Luke Worsham. Luke Worsham. <laughs> the one-time Pro Bowl selection started 148 games. Every game he played uh, and in, in 10 years, all with the Titans. I love a guy who, especially a guy on the offensive line who goes as a Titan lifer. Also, we could have also gone for the Dennis Kelly of Sodes. Oh, the Undertaker. R.I.P. I miss Dennis Kelly already. I miss him too. Dennis Kelly, if you're listening, we miss you. Was it the greatest trade in Titans history? What? Oh, for Dennis Kelly. Doriel Green Beckham for oh, Dennis yeah. Kelly. Well, I mean, you know how much I love DGB, even though he did nothing for yeah, the Titans. You just love him because he went to the same college as you. Well, he's that a, and he's, he's a Mizzou football alumnus. Like and he's saw. one of the best wide receivers in the NFL in my Madden 2017 simulation. <laughs> Uh, no, Dennis Kelly, we need to get on this podcast. Um, I think we, we made a, a, a small try for everyone tweet at Dennis Kelly to come on the tighten up podcast. All right. We know he'll do it if you guys do it because we got young buck played at Nissan stadium because of you guys. Uh, we've got this week, we've got returning guest, uncle Donnie, Nikki, let's go dude. Mm. And I know what some of you new listeners may be thinking returning guest you mean to tell me you've had the great donnie nicky on before the answer is yes we have and it was phenomenal i think it was it was early on i want to say like episode 14 or something it was very early on in the tough days we got donnie nicky on jack and i we <laughs> we may have had boners the entire interview because like <laughs> we didn't think we didn't think that we were able to ever like donnie nicky just referencing him like became like a, a a myth on this podcast. Much like we, you know, we always joke and talk about Brett Kern. Donnie Nicky was that for this podcast. And then somehow we got in contact with him and we got him to come on the pod. Well, guess what? He's coming back on the pod. We're going to talk a lot of, uh, with him about uh, just this current roster of teams, like get his opinion on things, especially his opinion as a uh, defensive-minded guy, how he would cover this offense. But then also... I mean, this is a dude who like played at the highest level in college football and then played for the Titans for many years. So a legit dude, love him to death. Um, and, and look, it's, it's like, it's, it's not like this podcast's pool stops with the voice of the Tennessee Titans, Mike Keith. Okay. We can also land a Donnie Nicky here and there, which I'm so excited for. <laughs> Donnie's so fun. Last time we had him on was June of last year. Oh my so that gosh, was just, that was a month year. and a half into our, into the Titan Up podcast. Yeah. So it's going to be fun to get him back on and talk some football. 
Um, going to explore some interesting questions with him. He's got yeah. a unique perspective, like Austin said, a seasoned vet in the NFL, mostly as a special teams ace. But we all know that Donnie Nicky wasn't afraid to stick his nose where it didn't belong. No, that's right. That's right. And it, in fact, I'm willing to bet that the reason we haven't been able to book Lendale White on this podcast is because we've already had Donnie Nicky. Mm, he may be right. It runs deep. Hey, also, Ryan Tannehill is getting a little, getting a little uh, disrespect from across the league. The, a couple of top 10 lists have come out, and we'll tell you where Ryan Tannehill ranked or didn't rank and we're going to get into all of that also uh you know derrick henry's also been <laughs> on the list spoiler he's number one shocker uh but we're also going to talk some roger saffold um i have some kind of big news for you guys uh to drop i've, I've already dropped it on social you probably seen it around but some fun news to share and um and then of course we'll wrap things up with remember the titan but jack what do you say before we get into all that what do you say we get a word from smash pest control oh i'd love it let's get into it i'm let me ask you jack do you have menacing bugs in and around your home uh, i i don't think so my girlfriend would probably disagree but i don't know we're on different oh, well then that's probably that. because you're already a smash pest control customer the best pest control service in middle tennessee not only will they take care of your mosquito problems they also offer crawl space control and are fully equipped to rim your rid your home of termites and bed bugs Anything in or around your house, trust Smash, Smash Pest to take care of. Smash Pest Control hangs their hat, you ready for this, on their Smash Guarantee. If they don't smash your pest control problems, the service is free. <laughs> How about that? Good jingle. Thank you. Right now, you can get your initial pest control service started by mentioning A to Z for just 79 bucks. You kidding me? That's, 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 that's. That's not much. <laughs> These guys do amazing work all over the mid-state. Make sure to check them out online at smashpest.com where you will find met, the many services that Smash provides along with their excellent customer reviews. You always want to do everything with reviews in mind. You want to read the reviews before you get a service done? Smash Pest is like, yeah, go ahead, read our reviews. You'll see that everyone agrees that we do great work. If you need help with your pest problems, give Smash Pest Control a call, 615 615- Five eight one seven four seven three. But when you do, you make sure to tell them that A to Z sent you. And with that said, let's talk Titan. I hear the train a coming. It's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm sucking. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome to the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is July 14th, 2021. And Jack, I'm going to do a real quick impression right off the bat, okay? Yeah, I'm going to do an impression. I want you to tell me who you think it is, okay? Okay. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill's not a top 10 quarterback. Who do you think that is? Most of the national media. That, that's right. That I Literally every single national media member in the, the nation. <laughs> Guys, it is unreal how universally agreed. Like this nation is is at its most divided ever, probably in history since I don't know. Maybe the Civil War was a little bit more divided. That was but a pretty like, divisive time. That was a pretty divisive time. This is, but it's like probably like this is like a most divisive. Like everyone's like oh, we're disagreeing on everything. Everything's becoming political. Yada yada yada. The only thing that has brought this country together in the last I don't know 
six, eight years is the fact that Ryan Tannehill is not a top 10 quarterback in everyone's mind. I'm sorry. What? Like we, uh, we may be weeks from football season, but we're in the heart of list season. Okay. Which as you know, I mean, look, it's the off season. There's no news coming out. Nothing big has got the Titans will probably drop some major news tomorrow on their uh, typical Wednesday. The big Preds news, news just dropped. We, we're right. going to miss Pecorine. We are going to miss Pecorine. Uh, rest in rest in peace. But you're right, right though. I mean, that. it's, it's the middle of July foot. The training camp doesn't start for another week and a half. Right. There's, nothing to, to there's nothing to click on. And, and yeah. so list season is, is now in full swing. People and need the clicks. They need the clicks, and they know if they're gonna, if they're gonna, if they have a, a notable omission, it's gonna drive the clicks. It's gonna get people clicking. All right. Now let me say this. Okay, there were actually a couple of lists. So everyone's harping on the ESPN list, which we're gonna get to here in a sec. But USA Today's Touchdown Wire, uh, who was, uh, they put out a top fifteen quarterbacks list by Mark Schofield, and he had Ryan Tannehill. At number 10. That's a fair he, ranking. I, I totally agree. Uh, he wrote, as I argue in one of the following videos, one of my favorite quarterbacks to study each Monday is Tennessee Titans passer Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill's rebirth in Tennessee has been a joy to watch and has provided hope for players like Carson Wentz and Sam Darnold as they look to turn around their own careers, which I think all of that is fair. I, You know, Carson Wentz, maybe he will be better in Indy. Sam Darnold, maybe he will be better in Carolina. All right. I think those are great analogies right there. He also writes a multitude of traits stand out when studying Tannehill from his ability to set and reset in the podcast, how he works through progressions on various concepts and his ability to make anticipation throws under duress to all levels of the field. Tannehill is one of the first quarterbacks I study each Monday. Okay. So that's someone that's like, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to base his eight or what, six years in Miami prior to coming to Tennessee uh, when making my assessment on Ryan Tannehill, I'm going to look at where he's at as a passer right now. And he notes that he thinks he's, he's a good quarterback. Now contrast that with ESPN's top 10 list. Yeah. Let's get to this. This list was compiled based on the opinions of 50 executives, players, and coaches around the NFL, all of which who pretty much remained anonymous. Tannehill. Powers. There's a list of top 10 <laughs> players and uh, Tannehill wasn't ranked first or second or third or fourth through seventh or eighth or ninth or 10th. <laughs> Tannehill was placed in the others receiving votes section. Here's what one unnamed coordinator had to say about the Titans signal caller. This comes from uh, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. He writes uh, the, the NFL or the NFL coordinator writes, quote, he's solid, not elite but incredibly efficient. He can win big with that, with the right, and here we go, comma, with the right supporting cast. That's not fair to him. And <laughs> it's, it, it's not. And let's let's dive into what ESPN's put out here a little deeper. Now that they, they have ranked each position in the NFL, um, one through 10 with, you know, the, the next five guys considered in the others receiving votes category. Yes. Um, the Titans right now, they've, they've represented on this list. Henry, Derrick Henry is number one. He's the number one ranked running back. Roger Saffold, number eighth interior interior lineman. Lawan, seventh offensive tackle. Byard, seventh safety. Jeff Simmons getting respect at the sixth defensive tackle. Bud Dupree in the others receiving votes category. Um, now with Ryan Tannehill, the problem is 
Ryan Tannehill continues to get disrespected and continues to get put in the backseat because he is not the really sole offensive he doesn't carry the load offensively like a lot of these other quarterbacks. However, he's still put up in, in since he's arrived in Tennessee, two incredible seasons since he's arrived is his touchdown to interception ratio is let's see here. Let's do some quick math, uh, quick math on the air. We're doing 55 and 13, 55 touchdowns to 13 interceptions. He in 2020 alone had the fourth best QBR had the fifth best passer rating finished seventh in passing touchdowns. And in 12 games in 2019, he had the best passer rating in the NFL, the ninth best QBR, finished 16th in the NFL in touchdowns, ahead of quarterbacks in just 12 games, mind you, ahead of quarterbacks who played 16, named Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, and yes, Matthew Stafford. Now, what infuriates me the most isn't that Stafford isn't a top 10 quarterback, because let's be honest. Stafford is a top 10 quarterback, but he's on the backside of that. He's more eight, nine, 10. So it's, it's not unfathomable, unfathomable to believe that somebody would have him, you know, 11th or 12th. Right. But it is infuriating when you see Matt Stafford is the sixth highest ranked quarterback. Justin Herbert is the number nine quarterback on this list. Kyler Murray at 10. There are guys that clearly don't belong there. And Kyler Murray is 10 over a tie break with Matt Ryan, not a tie break with Ryan Tannehill. So that tells you yeah. that Ryan oh, Tannehill. Oh, oh is... you mean former MVP Matt Ryan? Yes. Okay. Just, just making sure. But I let's be honest. 2021 is a lot different than 2017. You know? Sure. I don't, I look, I, but I would say one has accomplished more in his career and, and has proven the fact that he is a good, solid quarterback, but, but career accomplishment, just flashing like, like an uh, outfielder for the Oakland A's. I, I look, I'm with you, but career accomplishments have clearly been thrown out of the window when you have guys like Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray in the top 10. Without question. Yeah. So that's not something they're considering. It's, yeah, they're not, which and that, part of me wonders what the hell are they considering? That trio, Matt Stafford, Justin Herbert, and Kyler Murray, guess how many playoff games they've won combined? Hmm. I'm going to say zero. Zero is the correct answer. Wow. Won zero. Crazy that uh, that came to be that way. Jeez, a zero, kind of like the shape of a tire kind of like the shape of a tire that they probably couldn't even throw football through if they wanted to see this, this list. I told you this before the podcast, it screams fantasy rankings. This it, screams it, the, it does the that's fantasy great, top 10. That's a great take because yeah, it look, I, I'm not putting Ryan Tannehill in my top 10 of fantasy quarterbacks. You know why? Because he's turning around and handing the football off to number 22 for most of the time. All right. I'm not, I'm not ranking him in the top 10 of fantasy quarterbacks. And yeah, I'm definitely taking Kyler Murray over him. I'm probably taking Justin Herbert over Ryan Tannehill when it comes to fantasy rankings as well. Because they don't a have a Derrick team. Henry in the backfield. Exactly. And they're going to be, and and they're gonna be losing Stafford, late in games a lot. So they're going to be Stafford the football has never had a running back. And he really, you know, I mean, he had Calvin Johnson, who was the best wide receiver in the game for a handful of years. So his numbers are obviously a little inflated. Now he's, he's been consistent mostly throughout his career. So, you know, his stats look good, well, but he hasn't really won anything. He hasn't, uh, he actually hasn't won anything. Matt Stafford doesn't have any running backs, dude. Uh, I, we will not accept any Javid best slander <laughs> on this podcast. Carry on Johnson was good for like two years, <laughs> but um, so, so and it, it all goes back to the narrative that was set because it, it's hard for a quarterback to really change the way people think about him. Yeah. especially when you have, you know, you play, what was it? It was six, seven years 
in it was seven years in Miami. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill was screwed. He had Adam Gase as his head coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had he had uh Forster, Chris Forster, the offensive line coach, who was snorting cocaine lines before offensive meetings. I yeah, mean, well, and the team was drafting uh offensive linemen with uh gas mask bongs. Shout you know, out your, your old me bo- brethren. <laughs> one mistake. It was one mistake. But at the same time, <laughs> this, this, this is why Ryan, this is why the it's the national media who still pumps air into the stale take that Ryan Tannehill is what he was in Miami. And there's really no way that he can be what he's displayed in the two years as a Titan. There's, there's no way that he could switch that fast with just good coaching and playmakers around him. There's no way that Ryan Tannehill is a top 10 quarterback because we saw with our own eyes, he couldn't get it done in Miami. He couldn't win games. He was throwing picks, but you look at his numbers through his career. It's 178 touchdowns, 88 picks. Very solid over two to one um, ratio there. So this, I hate that this narrative is still alive, and I hate that that's why Ryan Tannehill is not getting credit because they saw a guy in Miami and they deemed him because they were, the sample size was there. Yeah. They deemed him, you know, impossible to become elite. They, 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 they pretty much boxed him in as an average quarterback, and that's what he has to be because we saw it for so long. Well, Maybe it was Miami, and it was Miami because we've seen, you know, number one in passer rating in 2019 and 12 games in t- with the Titans, number five uh, in year two with the team. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill may not be elite, but he's damn sure a top 10 quarterback in this league. The It's funny. You go down the list, and and I know winning isn't everything. I know winning – there's a lot that goes into winning, all right? Derrick Henry probably uh, – contributes more to the Titans winning than Ryan Tannehill does. And that's not a knock at Tannehill. That's just the truth. Like it, without Derrick Henry, this, the Titans team just is not as good as they are, but you run on this list and the, and the quarterbacks who have won their division. Okay. In the last year, based off last year, number one, Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Obviously. Yeah. He's going to be number one. Aaron Rodgers won his division. Number three, Tom Brady. Technically, didn't win his uh, division, uh, so uh, we could say he doesn't belong on there. No. Uh, 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 let me see. Wait, Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson, did he? No, Russell Wilson did not. No, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Russell Wilson did. Yes, yeah, sorry. Russell Wilson, uh, Josh Allen, and that's pretty much where the division winners stop so in the top do, five. Let's, so let's, four of the top five – Four of the entire top 10 list are division-winning quarterbacks. Matthew Stafford did not. Dak Prescott did not. Lamar Jackson did not. Justin Herbert did not. Kyler Murray Justin did Herbert not. will never, as long as Mahomes is in that division. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. All right. So it's like, and this is, uh, this is, this is where it gets me, it gets me fired up, Jack. It gets me fired up. Tannehill was listed as an honorable mention. An honorable mention. All right. First of all, there's no honor in a mention. All right. The, the only Titans offensive player who should be an honorable mention should be if Billboard put out a top 10 list of former NFL offensive linemen who put out rap mixtapes, okay? Then maybe Isaiah Wilson is an honorable mention on that list, all right? This list was on ESPN Plus, Jack, behind a paywall. Not a good, not a good teaser as to why I should shell out money for to read the rest of this <laughs> list. Okay, I look. Oh, oh, you don't have Tannehill on your list of top ten quarterbacks in the league, but you got Justin Herbert on there. You got Kyler Murray. Kyler mm. Murray, 
let me say something, and this might come across as triggering to some in the national media, but more athletic does not mean better quarterback. All right. If that was the case, freaking Tom Brady would still be playing for the Expos. Okay. You want to know how I know more athletic doesn't mean better quarterback? Jack, I'm raising my hand in the air right now. Okay. I'm calling number on one, you. Number one raised in the air. Clear, clear out, dude. I'm running ISO. Okay. I'm running ISO on this one. All right. Since taking over as Titans starter, Ryan Tannehill has been at the cream of the quarterback crop. All right. More pass touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes, 53 to 48. More touchdowns responsible for than Lamar Jackson. You know, everyone's favorite running back, not named Derrick Henry, 61 to 58. <laughs> Higher passer rating, 114, than Aaron Rodgers, 109. Aaron Rodgers, huh? That name rings a bell. Oh, you mean that doofus who somehow beat out Derrick Henry for MVP because he plays quarterback? Weird. Ryan Tannehill was even better than him. All right? The highest passer rating when blitz last season. Patrick Mahomes, Drew Brees, Gardner Minshew, and oh, look at that, ranked fourth. Ryan Tannehill. 113.9 when being blitzed. When the other team is sending pressure to try and get Tannehill on his ass, he's the fourth best quarterback in the sport. All right? Here's some more notable Ryan Tannehill NFL ranks since 2019, since he took over for Marcus Mariota. Rest in peace, Marcus. We love you still. Passer rating, all right? He is second in the NFL at 110.6 yards per pass attempt. He's first at 8.55. That's higher than, uh, than Patrick Mahomes. and his Everyone's favorite deep ball thrower, Josh Allen, certainly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Great point, Jack. Touchdowns per pass attempt percentage. He's second at 7.2%. Okay? What about game-winning drives? What? Oh, well, he can't win in the clutch, can he? Game-winning drives. That's weird. Uh, it says here he's ranked first. First with game-winning drives with nine. All right? A game-winning drive... Most of the time, you're not running the football much, meaning the ball's in your quarterback's hands for most of the time, okay? So that's not a thing where you could say, well, he's nothing without Derrick Henry. What is he with Derrick Henry late in the game? You're not handing the football off, okay? That's a Ryan Tannehill stat through and through. What about fourth quarter comebacks? Seven, tied for first. Weird how that, that is. That's crazy. And this is only out of the 32 quarterbacks who have thrown 500-plus passes, okay? So I should make that note. All right. The Titans offense is first in touchdowns, 50 yard plays and red zone touchdown percentages since 2019. Uh, remind me what happened in 2019. Was that, was that the year Ryan Tannehill took over as the Titans starter? I think so. I think so too. I think so. Why is it that when the chiefs put up ungodly offensive numbers, it's because of Patrick Mahomes. Why? Because he's hell athletic. Okay, but yet when Ryan Tannehill puts up better offensive number than those same Chiefs, it's because of everyone else on the roster. It doesn't work like that, all right? Again, being more athletic doesn't make you a better quarterback. If that were the case, Tom Brady would still be playing for the Expos, as I noted earlier. Again, he's, here's what an unnamed NFL quarterback said about Tannehill. I'm going to read it again. Quote, he's solid, not elite. That's fine. I don't think anyone's sitting here trying to give him the Joe Flacco elite status. But he right? is fringe elite. He is fringe elite. He's fringe elite. I know that's what I'm, and that's what I think these numbers are are pretty much telling us. Uh, but it, it, the quote continues. But incredibly efficient. You can win big with that, comma, with the right supporting cast. All right, 
Is my man saying the same thing about Patrick Mahomes? Because having the U.S. Olympic track team lined up at wide receiver has seemed to work out for him. All right. Remember what he did. Remember what Patrick Mahomes did when he didn't have a supporting cast around him. It was called Texas tech. All right. They lost 66 to 10 to Iowa state and Pat Mahomes senior year. All right. So don't give me this uh, with the, with the right supporting cast. Every quarterback is good is better with the right supporting cast. Tom Brady at age 94, just won a super bowl with the right supporting cast by having the best offense in the NFL and then adding to it. All right. Earlier in the year, earlier in the year, Ryan Tannehill was ranked eighth by his peers from NFL.com among all 59 starting quarterbacks from the 2020 season. He came in at eight on the list, which was based on both regular season and playoff performance. All right. And this is what we said. Passer rating isn't a real, uh, isn't a perfect statistic, but it's something we're all generally familiar with. So it's a nice contextual device. Over seven years with the Dolphins, Tannehill posted triple-digit passer ratings in 22 games. In his first two years with the Titans, he has had 21. He's almost matched his passer rating total, triple-digit passer rating total, in two seasons than he did in six years with the Dolphins. Okay? I, I My man has already won comeback player of the year. All right? he In 2020, he had... 3,800 passing yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and 65% completion percentage, all with a 106.5 passer rating, all right? Don't tell me this dude is worse, is outside of the top 10. And again, I'm not sitting here trying to argue that he should be top five. I'm not saying He's that. not. He's not a top five. I think ranking him at 10 is fine, but he should be at very least in that David Letterman top 10 list of top quarterbacks in the NFL. All right. Don't put him outside of that because that's just disrespectful. His numbers, like you said, Jack, you could argue he is brushing up against that elite status in the NFL. I'm not saying that because, again, I'm not going to be too homerish here, but you at least need to give this dude some credit where credit is due. That leaves us with what's it going to take? What's it going to take? What does Tannehill need to do to crack that list? Perform in the playoffs. If there is a knock on Tannehill since he yeah. came to Tennessee, it was his, it's his performance in the playoffs. Because that's he, when the entire nation is watching, and that's when the, because some the, of the takes are made. Exactly. And how often does the entire nation watch the Titans weeks 1 through 17? Not often. Rarely. playing on a Tuesday night against the Bills. Rare, very rarely. Exactly. So that's where these opinions are formed, which is unfair to Tannehill. But at the same time, that's the next step for him, to step up in the postseason. And look, if you want to say he's top 10, not top 10, I, I disagree, but he's right there. You know, I, I mean, he with what he's done in Tennessee in the last two years, Tannehill's probably been a top seven quarterback. I mean, he has. Yeah. 55 touchdowns, 13 picks. Nobody else is doing that in the NFL. Nobody else. And especially now, this will be my last thing I say. When you just read off all of those fantastic numbers about Tannehill since he arrived in Tennessee, Kyler Murray – the, he spent two years in the NFL. So it's a, a, a similar sample size, you know, two seasons apiece. Now, Tannehill was more of a veteran than Kyler Murray is in, in these two seasons, but it doesn't matter. The, apparently, Murray's better now than Tannehill is. So let's go ahead and compare the two. Kyler Murray has never finished better than 18th in passer rating in his career. Kyler Murray has never finished better than 14th in QBR. And Kyler Murray 
has never finished better than 13th in passing yards. No, but please tell me more about how he's the 10th ranked quarterback in these entire sport. If please. There, if there is another knock statistically on Tannehill, it is yards, which is the most ambiguous Am- ambiguous. Why did I say it's so weird? No, I actually love the way you said it. And <laughs> ambiguous stat. It roll. is the most ambiguous stat out there. And I, I agree with you. It is. How can you judge a quarterback off yards? That means you're that's that is why Matthew Stafford is six, and that is why Tannehill is not in because Matthew Stafford, his entire career has been able to throw for 4,500 yards a year because he's trailing by 21 in the fourth quarter. And he's throwing up against second teams, uh, you know, second team secondaries. And that's not a fair stat to judge a quarterback by. Wins maybe aren't either, but they're a lot easier to tell, you you know, where a quarterback is based on how much he's winning. Because a bad quarterback does not get away with wins in the NFL. Exactly. Unless you're Trent Dilfer. And what do people say about the NFL? It's a quarterback-driven league. That's the reason Derrick Henry didn't win MVP last year. It's a quarterback-driven league. You cannot win without a good quarterback. Okay, so you mean to tell me the teams that are winning are winning without a good quarterback? The Titans won the division last year. The Titans went 11-5 and last year, which is a great record. Sure, their defense sucked dick. But like they, but the they were a good team last year, and that's because their offense was the third-ranked offense in the sport. You you can't say, you can't say that Derrick Henry was not the MVP of this team, but then also say, well, they didn't win. They only won because of Derrick Henry. Having Derrick Henry, having Derrick Henry, should not be a slight on Ryan Tannehill and what he can do. But it is. They use that. They they say, well, he's got Derrick Henry, the best running back in the NFL. He does have Derrick Henry, yeah. but at the same time, just because he is Derrick, let's look at what Kirk Cousins is doing with Dalvin Cook. Let's look at what New York has done with Saquon Barkley. Let's yeah. look at what Carolina has done with Christian McCaffrey. Sure. I, I think Not that's a lot. A, uh, yeah, that's a great take, dude. That's a great take. Look, maybe that maybe the people who put out this list, maybe they were just caught up in the fact that it's uh, all-star week here in Major League Baseball. And they're like, well, we should definitely put uh, a Major League outfielder on this list uh, at number 10. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think, uh, I mean, look, you can't, yeah, okay, Ryan Tannehill, sure, he leads the league in, in passer rating since he came, became a starter. Oh, sure, he he ranks first in in touchdowns and in, in offense and passer, he's second in passer rating. But can he field a fly ball? Can he gun a he runner down? He can catch down? a pass. I know he can <laughs> catch a pass. That's true that he can catch a pass. Can he gun a runner down at the plate? I don't think so, but Kyler Murray can. Thus, I'm making him my number 10. Oh, my gosh. It's so ridiculous. Look, people, don't be ridiculous out there. Don't say that Ryan Tannehill deserves to be in the top five because let's be honest, I don't think he does. I don't think he needs to be in the top five. No, But he does need to be respected for at least being in the top 10, the upper third of the league because he's played he's played as well as any of the top five quarterbacks in the sport over the last year and a half since he's taken over let's go ahead and get to donnie nicky let's go in um uh get to him on the back end we're going to talk some roger saffold uh i've got some news to share with you guys that we'll also touch on and then uh we'll we'll hit with remember the titan um but jack before we get to donnie nicky do we got uh, a quick word from our friends at DraftKings? yes having DraftKings as a partner is is so great for not only a to z but also the Titan up podcast let me talk a little bit about it. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. It has plenty of instructions for new bettors. 
nearly limitless ways to get in on all of the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $150 in site credits. That's right. Pick either basketball team that is still in contention. That'd be the Suns and the Bucks. Bet $1 on that team. And if you win, you win $150 in site credits. That's $1 to win $150. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code A to Z Sports when you sign up to turn $1 into $150 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. And if they do, you will claim $150 in free credits. That's promo code A to Z Sports for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Now, let's get we're joined now by a guy who this podcast thinks the titans need to add to the ring of honor i'm just gonna say it yeah uh, get this man's number retired because not only is he a legend of the game of the sport of football but he's also a legend of this podcast he was selected in the fifth round of the 2003 nfl draft by your tennessee titans where he played eight seasons and he was known as a special teams ace which on this pod we play aces high he won a national championship with the ohio state back in 2002 and my man is more of a bald badass than Bruce Willis. I'm just going to say it. He is Donnie Orvin, Nikki. Donnie, how are you, man? Welcome back to the pod. Good, man. Thanks for having me on. Dude, it's no, it's our pleasure. Thank you for, for taking the time. I Now, Donnie, you know, we're going to have some fun in this interview. We're going to ask you to talk a lot of football with you, but I got to get the heavy lifting, the hardest hitting questions out of the way. Go ahead and get the awkwardness. Just you know, we, we hit it, we move on, and then we can go on and have our fun. But I got to ask you, how's your PowerPoint game going, dude? <laughs> and it's like riding a bike. You know right. I mean? <laughs> so, so, we, 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 I mean, if I recall, you were, you joined sure. this podcast a little over a year ago, and we talked a lot about PowerPoint, if I do, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, I taught, I taught four years in Tennessee. And that's all I taught was computer apps to eighth, eighth, ninth, and tenth graders. I I was gonna say those kids are probably when when was that? When when did you live in Tennessee last? How long ago was it? Um two years ago. Okay. Yeah, eight, well, 18 months ago. It was 18 right. months. So the future of America is in good hands when it comes to slideshows. Yeah, Microsoft Office, they should be good. <laughs> Yeah. Now he's yeah. back in Ohio where he doesn't have to buy a beer in the entire state for winning a national title at Ohio State. Yeah. Is that yeah. true, by the way? I heard you don't have to buy a beer in that state. Man, it's a special place. Like there's a few, there's a few places that are like hallowed ground for football, like Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Notre Dame, but Ohio State is definitely Columbus is definitely one of those. Yeah. Well, I, I know they don't forget that team. I think it was in 2002, right? Yeah. Yep, 2002. Yeah. yeah, that was a great game. Was it was it uh, pass interference in the end zone? 
I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, that was that was that, that was Miami. I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, no, no, no. And yeah, no, no. that game, and that game, Sean Taylor got me on, uh, got me on punt team. He was blocking me. I was the the personal protector and running out on punt and pow, and I was out on my feet. Yeah, <laughs> Sean Taylor, you weren't the only person, Sean Taylor. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, Sean Taylor's got to have a few of those. So just, you know, you're just one of many. Like that, you know, the best ever. That. Like Sean Taylor, best ever. <laughs> yes. Speaking of uh, one of the best ever, Julio Jones. We haven't talked to you. You know, last time we talked to you was last June. We went back in in the annals of the Tighten Up podcast, and we were like, it's been over a year since we had Donnie on. Let's get him on. Um, and you know, you played a lot of DB. I mean, you played almost strictly DB. <laughs> So uh, when I wanted to kind of pick your brain on ga- it's game week. Okay. And Donnie Nicky and the Titans secondary. Okay. From 2000 and let's say five, you've got a game plan for an offense that now has AJ Brown, Josh Reynolds and Julio Jones. How in the hell do you do that? Yeah. No, you can't, you double, you double Julio the entire game and then make AJ beat you. And that that leaves, I mean, still Anthony Ferks are at tight end. The, the, you know, he could yeah, go it's, undercover. It's the there, there's no matchup. I mean, it's matchup hell. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. They're going to have to disguise a lot of stuff. When you're in like a when you're in like a meeting room leading up to a week like that, when you've got when you're just going up against an offense that's just like a three headed monster, like what what's the conversation like? Because you're not like. You're not going in being like, oh, there's nothing we can do against these guys. Like you're going in confident, but like, what is like, what is the conversations that are being had? Like, don't let him beat us. We're gonna take him off the board. So you took you just take one guy and you're like probably the best of the three, and you just say we're not gonna let him beat us. We're gonna let the other two. Yeah, we're gonna double Julio, one on top, one below, like man to man cover two, and then make everybody else beat you. You just can't let the the best player beat you. That's the way to take them away. But then they then the run game gets opened up. So I mean, it just opens up a lot of a lot of cans of worms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be the problem for defensive coordinators across the league this year is figuring out who to take away. Because some weeks it might be AJ, some weeks it could be Julio, and you've always got to factor in Derrick Henry in the backfield. Yeah, it's gonna. I mean, they'd have to go blitz, so they're gonna have to bring somebody extra to hurry up and get Ryan off the spot. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, then that's his strong suit too. So, yeah. And we talked about it earlier on the podcast. You know, he's so, he does so well against the blitz that uh, that may not even be enough, but I want to take it back to 2010 because what happened this off season, something similar kind of took place in that 2010 season where, you know, the Titans bring in Julio Jones, you know, a, a seasoned veteran, um, a hall of famer in his own right. Something similar happened in that 2010 season, Donnie, you were on the team when Randy Moss was brought in. What was that like? Do you remember anything from from that whole Randy Moss experiment? Man, Randy's awesome, man. I love Randy. Um, I do remember it quite a bit. Can you, can you give uh, us maybe a Randy Moss story? Man, um, and I don't know one that I can tell you. <laughs> oh, come on. You can tell any of them. You no, no, no. Yeah, the... trust us. Like, nobody else is listening. It's just the three of us. We're you, told, just... you told us about the hair. Did he give any haircuts? I know that was a big thing when you were No, playing. man, I didn't give – Randy was a class act, man. Randy is – well, man, Randy – man, he's not going to practice hard. Mm-hmm. So Right. Well, I mean, yeah, he earned that he right. Run, he run go routes, and we'd never throw him the ball. So, I mean, he just 
we didn't we didn't use him right man. yeah he because he wasn't happy with his time in Tennessee so what did the, I mean you saw you were in the locker room what did that look like you got to let us know we didn't use him but he didn't like we just didn't we didn't embrace the greatest receiver of all time the way we should have really in my mind I mean at least throw him a jump ball we were we were in New England when he went for three touchdowns and 300 yards whatever in a snowball in October right oh that game. Man, it was a ridiculous game. It was like 58 to nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah, I think it was 59 to nothing. Who's but who's counting? <laughs> so, then, so, but then, so we get him and they're like, man, let's let's see this. Let's see this Randy. Well, man, Randy don't practice like that every time, but man, Randy's awesome. Randy, That's, what, what was it like going up against him? Like what what, what like are you just sitting there thinking because you because you obviously I mean, you were in college when he was like in his like, I mean, when he was in his prime for his prime lasser for like 10 years, but you were yeah. in college when he came out as, you know, rookie of the year. And yeah, he was nuts. Like there's nothing like him. There's nothing been like him either. Right. So so, so when he comes to the Titans practice. and he comes to the team and like, and then you're going up against him in practice, what do you like? What's going through your mind? It's like, that's Randy Moss. It's like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, Man, he just mossed me. Randy Moss just mossed me. <laughs> That's an honor almost. Right. It's like getting Moss from anyone is like, it, it's embarrassing. But getting mossed by Randy Moss, Moss like that's like getting Moss baptized. Happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in that season, that 2010 season was kind of, uh, you know, messy in general. I, I know that um, that was close to Fisher's end in, in, in Nashville. Yeah. And uh, he kind of had the team running a little wild on him. I know Randy Moss took to Twitter – a little while ago, and Ryan Mouton, a guy I'm sure you, you're familiar with, working in the same yeah. room as him, uh, <laughs> you know, Mouton made a point that, you know, everyone all, was always late to practice, and, you know, the locker rooms were crazy. What, 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 was, yeah. what was that like? Man, it was a lot of fun. But, I mean, didn't win a lot of football games. I've been – we've had fun the same way in 2008. Mm -hmm. And there was no – I mean, no complaints there, but – on 13-3, and then, man, it was just a lot of fun. Was, the locker room was a lot of fun. Guys would stay late after practice to be just around each other and and laugh at each other and, man, just joke around, <laughs> play little cards here and there. Yeah. Who was the best cards player? Randy. Randy was? Yeah. Randy. Oh, Man, it's like be, be good at one thing, Randy. Geez, save some for the rest of us. And dice, dice, <laughs> and dice. <laughs> oh my gosh, the guy hit the triple crown. <laughs> Donnie, how much money did you lose? And I promise you, we won't send your wife this link. How much money did you lose yeah, yeah, yeah. playing cards yeah. and dice with Randy? And, and Mrs. Nikki, if you're listening, go, you can go ahead and turn the podcast off now. Probably, I was probably up. I probably, I probably finished up. Oh, snap. Yeah. okay. Yeah, well, then no never problem. mind. No question. Well, well, Mrs. Nikki, I hope you're still not listening because he's not using that money for like new purse or anything. All right. That's Thanks, money, hard earned money he earned. Yeah. So you took a little bit of Randy's money then. Yeah, I gave Rob. I, I need to write him a thanks you note. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So okay. All right. Well, so so the Randy Moss, so the Julio Jones thing, I mean, the way people are looking at him and, and treating him right now. Uh, you know, they're expecting him to kind of elevate this team while Randy Moss was on the back end of his career when he joined the Titans. So was that just him coming in being friends? He didn't really still have that fire in his belly. Uh, you know, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know that we took the time and really 
like embraced him and and brought him in and let him be himself and and I mean Randy Randy's an individual that's for sure I mean right. I know we know we ever said he's gonna be a rah rah like pump him up team captain type still I mean it's Randy Moss yeah so a lot of- I, I think it's a little different with Julio I mean, I mean Julio might be the best ever next to like Randy him you can you can say that those two names in the same sentence all day long and nobody's ever gonna skip a beat because he is that good I mean he does all the things that maybe Randy didn't like to do but man he loves to do them at least it looks like he loves to do them like practice like practice and <laughs> block and block yeah. Yeah. Man, who knows, who knows a, a badass blocker man yeah. wait He's an amazing blocker. Yeah, I mean, he's built like a you know you know freight train. He's built like Derrick Henry, but only taller. I mean, how much did he weigh? Was he two two twenty two fifteen? I mean, I'd be surprised if if it was if it wasn't a little more than that. Yeah, man, our our receiving chorus. (laughs) Yeah, crack blocks, please. Yeah, hang on. Let's let's play the Julio Jones weight guessing game. All right, get your guesses in. All right. what, what do you say? 215, 220? What's your guess? It's got to be 220-ish. 218. 218. All right. We are uh, the the weight. 205. 220. 220. Yeah. Pretty good. Hun- Pretty good. 100, 100 kilograms, though, for those of you who, okay. who go by the metric so the system. Metric. Right. Man, that's, that's a big man. Mm-hmm. That's Right? Now, if there was – if there was – who on this Titans offense – would you most want to go up against like one-on-one, you know, maybe like Derrick Henry in an Oklahoma drill or, uh, or Julio Jones one-on-one AJ Brown one-on-one, like who would you most want to go up against? And then who would you least want to go up against? Yeah. He's a beast too, man. He can fly too. Like, I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Maybe just cause he's not used to lowering the boom on people. Yeah. You're there like, is Dion Lewis still on the team? Choice. Maybe him? <laughs> yeah, there aren't many Brandon Joneses and uh, Lindale Whites running around for you to kick around, is there? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you know, man. you know you're the reason why we can't get Lindale White on this podcast. Well, you- not not officially, but we're we're taking that guess because because Donnie Nicky is so beloved on this podcast. He's scared. We we have we have booked and been stood up by Lindale White more times than we can count. And it's ridiculous, man. I man, I'm great friends with with Showtime, and I need to call him. You yeah. ought to. You ought to. We do it. We're doing it together. Oh my god, that would be so much fun. That you know, would it, be the most ambitious crossover event in history, without yeah. question. You know, and another guy's Billy. You know, we've Billy Volick is our white whale, Donnie. I don't know yeah. if you're. I don't know if you're boys with him or not, but we've got we've had Drew Bennett on like three or four times. Yeah. yeah, but Billy, yeah. all we want to do is ask him about his spleen, and he won't come on this podcast. Yeah, yes. and I don't, I don't ask him about that game that he threw for nearly 500 yards. Against yeah, the right. Then that was. <laughs> yeah, Donnie, you remember? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That was like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you God came down and touched Billy's helmet, <laughs> <laughs> man, he's on fire. Mm-hmm. Billy, it was, you know, people forget just the greatness that was Billy Volek. And that was only because, I mean, he was playing behind a generational great in Steve McNair. Yeah. Of yeah, his own. Billy, short, short story. Billy Volek taught me how to text on T9. <laughs> <laughs> I was yes. Like, 
this texting stuff sucks, man. I'm like, man. He's like, here, watch T9. Call me T9. And it and didn't it change your life? Yeah, it changed my life. T9 for those. I don't even, Jack. I don't even know if you remember T9. I remember T9. Okay. All right. Good. Then T9 for those who don't remember T9. It was, you know, you used to used to only be able to text via the numeric keypad. Two was like ABC, three was DEF, you know, like it was like, and you would have to press the button the number of times to get to that letter. T9 was like predictive text for those numeric texting. And it changed, like I could text, Mavis Beacon would have been impressed with the number of words per minute I was typing, like with, with T9. Billy Bullock, thank you, buddy. Billy Bullock <laughs> taught Donnie Nicky how to T9 text. There are on the, not on the, on the game, on the plane, on the way to I can't remember where it was the game though. So oh gosh. So you, you 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 went up in the air having no idea how to T9 text, and you land on that ground being a faster texter than you probably ever were. Man, before. ever. Yeah, man, I, that's like that started my texting career. Like <laughs> I would have never texted anybody. You've you've so, blossomed into a PowerPoint man now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could you say that Billy Volek, him teaching you T nine, led you to become the PowerPoint expert that you are today? I believe I believe that that'd be accurate. That's so that's wow. So wow. These are the kind of nuggets that you only get on the Tighten Up podcast. The fact that Billy Volek taught Donnie Nikki T nine texting. I want to talk about another uh, you Phenomenal. know coming of age. Not really coming of age. Uh, a bud blossoming into an NFL flower. That is Urban Meyer. Donnie, you are an Ohio State guy through and through. I know how tied into that program you are and, you know, have been since you've left. Urban Meyer is going from Ohio State to the Jaguars. How do you think that's going to work out? I don't know. Do not know. I know Urban is uh, a very good recruiter and doesn't walk into situations that aren't like pretty healthy. This one, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, I just don't know if just Trevor Lawrence can do it. I don't know what, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention about what's the other pieces around him, what's going on in Jacksonville, but man, it's a different game. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how his personality mixes with uh, pro ball. I mean, and then he's playing against Vrabel. Vrabel started his coaching career at Ohio State as a linebackers coach, that was his first job. And for, I mean, I know it's a division rival. And I mean, I know, I man, I just hope we beat, we beat Jacksonville twice for the next five or six years. So Yeah, okay, all right, I'd like to hear that. It hasn't I been a problem I, so far. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I, I don't, think, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I really enjoy your choice of words there, that Urban Meyer doesn't go into a situation that isn't healthy. Uh, which brings me to my next question. Over under uh, four seasons before Urban Meyer cites, you know, health reasons for why he needs to step down as the Jaguars head coach. <laughs> over, over, over. over. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the Ohio State in you coming out for sure. I get that. <laughs> All right. So uh, one of the last questions here, uh, you know, training camp's right around the corner. And that's, I mean, Donnie Nicky made it so long in the NFL because, you know, you, you, you fought every, every single snap. Yeah. We, yeah. We talked yourself. about that last time. Yeah, and, for sure. And you really made a name for yourself in training camp. Yep. So, I mean, 
aside from punching Lindell maybe in the face and, you know, maybe helmet. there's a helmet. Okay, it was in the helmet. And then yep. uh, was it Brandon Jones? Was I right on that name? Uh, maybe you uh, came across Brandon, the middle. Uh, no, it's Courtney Roby. Courtney Roby. Roby. Courtney Roby. Because that's that's when you and Vince Young got into it a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can you can you walk us through that 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 incident? Man, I was training camp. Um, I can't remember who the first play was, but it was a through a post route right in the middle of the field. I'm playing cover three, or right, I'm right there. Bad ball, put him down. I can't remember who that was. That might have been Brandon Jones, actually. And then uh, Courtney Roby's coming on an under route, and I was dropping, and man, he threw it. Like, man, you're gonna get this guy killed. And if I don't show him that he's going to get him killed in training camp, he's going to get him killed in the game. And Vince didn't like that. He thought I should have pulled off. But, man, sorry, BY, BY, I'm not going to make the team if I let that guy yeah. catch the ball and run up the field. Just, like, tag off on him, man. That's not, that's not how I roll anyway. But in training camp, I mean, that's the most competitive thing on earth, period. More competitive than a Randy Moss card game? <laughs> way more. Way more. <laughs> but, man, well, I'll say way, but yeah, it's, it's more, though. Definitely more. All right. I got my final question for you because uh, I know we will get an extremely unbiased answer from you. Um, but I saw this week that Terrell Pryor, former Ohio State great, such as yourself, Donnie Nicky, uh, that he – that they are uh, that the guys on that team, that Ohio State team, are fighting to get the tattoo gate wins that were vacated, reinstated. Now that name, image, and likeness is, mm. you know, is fair game for all. So mm. um, my question is, do you think Ohio State should uh, have those wins reinstated? Oh man, I mean, they won the games. They did win the games. They did well. I mean, not not by record, but uh, but you know, maybe by score. They won them on the, on the field. <laughs> but man, I know. Uh, man, I just gotta be careful. Um, you don't have to be careful. No, not, you, no, no, no. Don't be careful. This is the one place you don't have to be careful. The well, the so the things that come in the papers are not always the truth. Correct. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think we'd all agree with that. Yeah. You know, so like, like some people, some media members say like Brian Tannehill isn't a top 10 quarterback. And then, you know, like, well, we know that's not true. <laughs> yeah, this, there, this is an instance of that being the case. I mean, what, what was the, so the tattoo, I know the tattoo shop he's talking about. Yeah. Um, man, pay the players, pay them. We, they should have been getting paid anyway back then. Wait, wait, wait. What do you know about this tattoo shop? You were about to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know that, like, it was just. Um, Come on, man. It, 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 wasn't, it's, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like, all right, we got to cancel the season and forfeit all the wins mm-hmm. type thing. I think it was that way because um, the coach, Coach Tressel may have protected some guys and like just kind of fell on the sword for him. Donnie, do you have a tattoo from that tattoo shop on you? Yeah, ta- be honest. Be yeah, honest. I have no tattoos. Yeah, okay. All right. He got them removed. Oh, well. That's good. Bury the evidence. I get the it. Barcode. I got a barcode on the back of my neck. <laughs> <laughs> <Did you> really? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that'd be cool if you did. Donnie, if you, uh, and this, all right, this, this leads into my final question. If name, image, and likeness was around in your playing days, obviously Ohio State, I mean, you guys would have, you guys would have made a pretty penny, especially in yeah. the, that 2002 team. I wouldn't have made zero. I'd have made about 20 bucks. Well, hey, 20 dude, bucks, dude. That, that that pays for a couple of subs at a sub shop. Yeah, but like, uh, Maurice, Maurice Claret would have Mar- made much. Like, man, it's it's time to pay college athletes because it's pro ball, man. There's no difference between look, when I got to Tennessee, everything was a downgrade from Ohio State. This is 2003. Right, right. The facilities were not as good. The food was not as good. Like the helmets, we had two two pair of probably we had a practice pads and helmet and then game pads and helmet. Ohio State and no, not, not Tennessee. We had Reebok uniforms. It's like, man, everything, the whole thing was the same. It's pro ball. It's pro yeah. ball. There's no, there's no question about it. It's time to pay college athletes. Give them a waiver, four-year waiver. If you want to go to school while you're playing ball, you can because it's hard. It's hard to do. If if the if you if the name, image, and likeness had passed when you were when you were playing. Who, what would have been one endorsement deal that you would have fought hard to get? <laughs> and it could it could be like a local Columbus shop or it could be like a national thing. That's because Ohio question. State had that had that pool. Yeah. That's a great question. I don't got a I don't got a quick answer for you right now. Um Adriatico's pizza. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Columbus people will know what you're talking about. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. I'll take that. Judges. Yes, we will accept that answer. Every, All right. every Monday, me and my, my roommate got a giant pizza like this and ate that for two days. That was our <laughs> like, huge, like 10 bucks. That's the most college thing ever. It's like, hey, let's eat half this now and save the rest for tomorrow. All right. Well, I did. Probably, like Bud Light, probably Bud Light. Yeah. And Bud Light Bud could Light. be a good one. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I could see Donnie Nikki. I would buy. I would buy more Bud Light if Donnie Nikki was the spokesman for it. <laughs> Donnie Nikki, the national title winner, fueled by Bud Light and Adriatico's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got. Look, maybe we try for that now. I mean, we already said you don't have to buy a beer in that city. Let's make it a. Let's make you don't have to buy a beer in the entire nation with help to Bud Light. We'll, we'll get that. We'll get working on that. I think we can make it happen. Donnie, dude, you are the man. Thank you so much for taking time and joining us and, uh, and, you know, like, you know, coming close to answering some of our ridiculous questions. We like, seriously, we, we really do appreciate you and you just taking out the time. You have phenomenal stories and, uh, it's always good getting a check in with you and Jack and I are going to do our best not to wait a, over a year before we get you back on this mm-hmm. podcast, because we love you. Okay, so much. Yeah. Let's get me. I'll get a uh, showtime Lindell and, We'll come on in the season. Okay. Do it. All right. Do yes. It. We have to make yeah. that happen. I think I, Maybe I can't. Camp. Training camp. Oh, my God. That'd be perfect. And that'd be the perfect time to get you guys on. You guys could reenact the fight. Yes. Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> that'd right. be fun, Donnie. Thanks so much for joining us, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Man, gotta love uh, some Donnie Nicky. That was probably, dare I say, the greatest interview we've ever conducted, Jack. And I'm not just saying that because we recorded this part of the podcast before the interview. 
but I, but I'm saying that because I just legitimately thought it was so great. Uh, Donnie Nick is the man, and the man, the um, myth, the legend, the right? Titans legend. Oh. He, he, look, there's a lot of people you can use to represent Ohio State football. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of really great players to have come out of there. Justin Fields being the latest. But Donnie Nicky's the face of Ohio State football. Should we change? Should we start a petition, a change.org petition to have Donnie Nicky dethrone Brutus the Buckeye? Donnie Nicky kind of looks like Brutus the Buckeye. Some are saying it. People are saying it. Both very shiny bald heads. <laughs> very shiny bald heads. Uh, and both love wearing striped rugby polos. Like that's, I don't know. That's, <laughs> why does, why does, Brutus. Brutus has the worst fashion sense of most. Yeah. Brutus looks like Waldo, but nut version. Yeah. Right. I mean, like Smokey wears an orange tuxedo, and even that's better fashion sense than Brutus the Buckeyes rugby polo. <laughs> it's like, dude, what are you doing, dude? Get a new look, Brutus. Yeah. Abercrombie and Fitch went out of style like 15 years ago, bro. Uh, the All right. Let's talk about Roger Saffold. Let's Mainly because this is a Titans podcast. We're extremely low on content. And this week, Peter Schrager, uh, when he talked about on Good Morning Football, but he also talked about it on his podcast with Sean McVay and Arthur Smith. They spent like 15 minutes talking about Roger Saffold and how he very well could be the most underrated player in the sport. Now, look, most podcasts, most Titan Up podcasts, most good Titan Up podcasts, or most good Titans podcasts, I should say, will probably spend a good chunk of their episode this week talking about this, Roger Saffold, because it's like, look, we're low on content, but also because he, he's good and he deserves that recognition. And I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying, like, talking about an offensive lineman in the dead of summer is like, I feel like a good way to get people to like kind of click through your podcast, maybe fast forward. If you want your Roger Saffold talk, I'm sure F words pod or wherever else is going to be talking about Roger Saffold. And look, we'll mention like, and I, I think it's, it, it is important to know. It is important to know, but we don't have any scolding hot Roger Saffold takes. He was ranked what eighth on that list of top interior linemen in the league. Correct. Yes. Number eight. Mm -hmm. So that right there, that's awesome. You know, we don't have any, any beef with any of the rankings. I would say when it comes to interior lineman rankings, that's solid, but I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, but I, I feel like, you know, Roger Saffold, it, we, this is consider this a Roger Saffold appreciation segment. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Let's call it, let's call it what it is. Yeah. Roger Saffold appreciation. In fact, I'll go ahead and give him the whole week. This week, I'm declaring it. If you're a Titans fan, it's Roger Saffold appreciation week. That's perfect with me. <laughs> Hashtag it. Tell your friends. Send, you, send your send your friends some Hallmark cards. Hey, happy <laughs> happy Roger Saffold appreciation week. When you talk about an offensive lineman, it's hard to really, you, you know, watching the game and everything. It, it's hard to put your finger on a guy. And, and and say, wow, he's so much better than, you know, especially when you're talking about interior offensive linemen. You know, you can see the tackles make their stretch blocks. You know, the, uh, those guys stand out. But Roger Saffold, let's not forget, he arrived in 2019. Derrick Henry, in, by no coincidence, 
led the NFL in rushing in 2019. That was his first season in doing so. Oh, that's weird. And then it happened again this past season. Well, Derrick Henry rushed for 2,000 instead of 1,500. Wait, was he was Derrick Henry the only like the uh, what the eighth player ever to rush for 2,000 yards? Uh, yes, or? yeah, that, okay. that's that's correct. That's and let's be honest, I'm putting my money on him to lead the lead the league in rushing this upcoming season. Um, but Roger Saffold. You know, it's Taylor Lewan. He's got his own podcast. He's right. Yeah, you know, yeah. he markets Roger, himself well. Roger Saffold gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. Guys. Roger Saffold is for those who don't know. For those who are, you know, maybe new to Titans fans, maybe new to this podcast. Roger Saffold is the really, really good Titans offensive lineman who doesn't have a podcast on a bus. That's correct. And <laughs> that what? And that's the only. That's the kind of analysis you'll get on this podcast. Roger Saffold's vitally important. So, so when we talk about offensive line units in the NFL, and I look to me in sports, there are a couple positions that are supremely undervalued and supremely underappreciated. That is offensive line in football and catchers in baseball. I think that okay. those two are, are one, two. Yeah. Uh, I would it, agree with that assessment. And so a lot and of one, don't forget, do, don't forget offense. Uh, I mean, don't forget outfielders in baseball too. I mean, we got to work Kyler Murray into this segment. No, he's overappreciated, if anything. <laughs> he's on the bottom of this list. But with that being said, you know, a lot of what they do great, uh, you don't always see. You know, Roger Stafford no. can have an, an extremely great, uh, you, you know, an extremely great game, and all you see is Derrick Henry running down the field for 40-yard touchdowns. I mean, and as an offensive line, you're, you're kind of – just because you have a superstar offensive lineman, that doesn't make your offensive line good. The offensive line is a sum of its parts. Yeah. So you can have a great player at left tackle and a brutal player at right tackle, and guess what? Your quarterback tears his ACL season's over, just like the Bengals last year. Yeah, it's a great point. The Titans are fortunate enough to have an all-pro left tackle, a Pro Bowl caliber 12-year vet in Roger Saffold, who, by the way, let me remind you, was asked on Twitter if he was willing to take a, you know, a pay cut or, or restructure his deal in order to bring in pieces to make the team better this offseason. And Roger Saffold replied, I'm down. I want to see this team thrive. Yeah. And that's his second year with the – he just finished his second season with this team. You have Ben Jones at center, who, is, who wasn't ranked as a top-10 center, but damn it, he's close if he's not top-10. Yeah, you know, and then you go to Nate Davis at right guard. Nate Davis at right guard. It, there was there were people voting for him in the Pro Bowl last offseason or last season. You know, it, this is a guy who's grown since he stepped into the lineup. And at right tackle this season, we'll see. It's a mystery. You 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 hopefully have Dylan Radens, but at the same time, guys like Roger Saffold are who make Derrick Henry what he is. Derrick Henry would be great behind you know an average offensive line, but he's a two thousand yard rusher behind this offensive line. And there are hats out there, Austin, with run left printed on them. Yes. There is no better left side of an offensive line in football than Taylor Lewan, a healthy Taylor Lewan, and Roger Saffold. That is what makes this run game go. The it, And going back to the stat that I shared about Ryan Tannehill earlier, okay? Ryan Tannehill is of the highest passer ratings when blitzed last season. Ryan Tannehill is fourth with 113.9, meaning when he's blitzed, he's staying up long enough to get passes off. Excellent point. And that is because of Roger Saffold and this offensive line. And and 
the, I mean, dare I say the anchor of the zombies line? I mean, you know, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, you know, like no, no disrespect to uh, Taylor Lewan, love you, Tay Tay. But I do think it, yeah, it's important. Hashtag Roger Saffold Appreciation Week. Let's get this week. It's it, it, and as it should be, he is, and I mean, he's, I mean, if, if he's able to get national media writers to agree that he's in a top 10 list for the Titans, then, you know, he's good (laughs) because apparently for the Titans, you need to be ungodly good to make crack a top 10 list uh, on, unlike other players around the league, but you just have to play in LA to get on that list. Apparently looking at you, Justin Herbert. Yeah. And Matt Stafford. The the most memorable thing about Justin Herbert's season last year was when he got a haircut. Okay. Don't tell me he's a freaking better quarterback. <laughs> he had a great year, Ryan but Daniel. at the same time, he's not a top 10 quarterback right he had now. A, no he way. did have a great year, and I think he's going to be a legitimately good pro. But I think after I think the one year of, what, what, like five wins? I think it's I think it's a little much to freaking put him as the uh, – to put him as the, the, the ninth best quarterback in the year. Yeah, I think sport. we can all agree on that. I really so do. Stupid. Makes me so mad. Hey – one thing that we've talked regularly about on this podcast is growing this fan base, whether that be through recruiting others, like fringe NFL fans. Like, for example, I had a friend who was a big St. Louis Rams fan. The Rams move. He was pissed, became an NFL free agent, really hasn't even landed on a team yet. But I've been working on him for the last two years. Sometimes it takes some time to recruit people to become Titans fans. Titans are a young franchise. Their fan base, our, our fan base is not that big. We want to make it bigger. We want to make it stronger. And by doing that, you've got to, you've got to either recruit people or you could do like I'm doing and just have a kid. Nice. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. I need to, we need air horns or something right here. Congratulations, Austin. We're, we're hey, very excited for you. Thank you, man. I, I, we announced it, uh, you know, made it public, I guess, uh, did the whole social media thing last week. And um, unless you are an avid listener of uh, country music radio in Chicago in the mornings <laughs> during drive time, then you probably missed it. But we announced my wife and I are having a, Little baby girl, hashtag Aww. girl dad, in December. So excited. Can't wait. At, at worst, Jack, at worst, we'll have at least one more listener to this podcast. That's, that's, that's a guarantee, right? A bare minimum. <laughs> wait till she learns how to use that mouse and just clicks. Yeah, right. I'm going to teach her. That's going to be the first thing I teach her. Before she knows how to talk, she'll know how to pull up the Titan Up podcast on her iPhone. Because you know, kids these days are getting iPhones at young ages. But seriously, man, we're we're uh, you know, I think I speak for everyone who's listening. We're uh, I'm extremely happy for you. I when I heard the news, I was grinning ear to ear. I knew how excited you and Meredith would be. Um, you, so really, yeah, thank you, really, thank you. congrats. Thank, I'm happy for you. Thank you to you and everyone who's texted and reached out and DM'd me. Uh, and to all the Tuppers, there were a bunch of Tuppers that that tweeted at me congratulating me. Shout out our Tupper of the week last week, Roy. <laughs> the Roy. That's two straight weeks where he's getting shouted out on this podcast but no <laughs> to all the tuppers that reached out and, and congratulated me thank you guys again this community is is growing and it's becoming what jack and i envisioned when we first started this podcast is that it's a community 
with one common bond that we all are passionate and love the Tennessee Titans and the fact that we can celebrate our, our personal life wins amongst that community is so cool. So thank you all to, uh, for the support and love that you guys have, have shown since, uh, since we made that announcement last week. Yeah, Austin, I'd love to move on to the next, but we're not going to because we got to talk baby names. <laughs> we've got to, we've okay. got to name that we got to name this baby. Okay. All right. So I've come up with a list. Oh, you've got a li- All right. All right. <laughs> I've come up with a list of okay. potential baby names. Um, every single one of them have something to do with the Titans, mainly are based on a former player who played for the Titans. So okay. look, some of these are unisex. I want to let you know. Good, good. All right, but, yeah, because it's a girl. I imagine there aren't a ton of girl names in the. I mean, maybe Dennis, like, like we can name her Kelly Dennis uh, Huff. Yeah, that works. That sounds like a sounds like a country Again, singer. Episode seven seventy one. Rest in peace to Dennis Kelly. We love you, DK. All right, so let me go ahead and get this list started because I okay. think some of these are real winners. Sure. We're gonna start where we should start. Henrietta. Now, <laughs> Henrietta, for obvious reasons, Derek Henry. Yeah, I. What do you think? That's the leader in the clubhouse right now. Okay. And honestly, right. it can we can I be real with you for a second? Yeah. That was the leader in the clubhouse before he even said it. Really? Uh, like, I was nice. like, yeah, how can I make my daughter's name the same name as Derrick Henry? And Henrietta is <laughs> it's a natural fit. I, I look, if he's not gonna win MVP, like he's MVP in my book. All right. All right. So if you don't want to go Henrietta and you want to throw it back a little bit back to back in the day, um, where the, the Titans first great running back played, you could go Georgina. Georgina. Okay. Georgina, yeah. I also I love that you said these are unisex names. These sound very feminine names. Well, these these are. We're about to get into the unisex. Okay. Category. All right. All right. Georgina, though. Yeah. Sure. Next, I have Yancey, obviously, in oh. in honor of Yancey Thigpen. My very first Titans jersey ever was mm-hmm. Yancey Thigpen jersey. So you know I've got strong ties to Yancey Thigpen. Yeah, this hey, one that was my remember the Titan last week. It was, it was. It's what made me think of it. <laughs> this next one, it, look, I don't. There may not be a ton of girls named this, but I think it's something that could make, you know, baby Huff stick out in the classroom. Tyrone. Oh, okay, all you right. Know, it doesn't. It doesn't come off as super girly, but maybe she's a softball catcher. Yeah, sure, sure. Ty- Tyrone and then like middle name Callie maybe yeah Tyrone Callie okay I like yeah. that yeah all right or Callie yeah Callie next one I've got Regina obviously for Regina Hodges Reggie Hodges <laughs> Titans I was like Regina I was like what I'm literally going through the Rolodex of Titans players in my mind who what Titan was named Regina all right I've only got a couple more but my next one I think is my favorite one um that Miss Pac-Man how does Miss Pac-Man? <laughs> That's solid. That is very solid. Oh, we'll put a little pink bow in her hair. <laughs> <laughs> Two more. I've got Samantha, obviously after the goat, Sam Sloman. I think he should be memorized in some way. So Samantha for Sam Sloman. Samantha Sloman. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That no sounds joke. like a prom queen. I think that might be my favorite right now. Yeah. Samantha Sloman, because first of all, the alliteration, and I there's not mm-hmm. many names I could do with like H, like Henrietta Hoff. Like, yeah, okay, maybe that's alliteration, but like, do you ever notice like the hottest girls in high school were always had alliteration for names? Okay, yeah, I know what you're you talking know, about. Mm-hmm. like, like, uh, uh, 
Tiffany Taylor or whatever. Like That's, I don't know. Look, like, yeah, it sounds like one. Like okay. uh, Megan Megan Morrison. Megan Markle. Yeah. Megan Markle. She's total. Hot, if you guys went to right? high school with her, let us know. Yeah, okay, please. my next one. My, my last one, Alberta for the great Albert Hainsworth. Ooh, she's that sounds like that would sound like if I fed my daughter a little too much Gerber. <laughs> she sounds she'd, like a like a chunky girl. She'd be stepping on all of the kids in the preschool classes' faces. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a very healthy girl would be Al, Alberta. Huff. Yeah. Uh, so, so look, that's the list. And I gave you a handful of options. So yeah, no, I love no joke, Jack. And I'm not joking you when I says Samantha Sloman. <laughs> if I let the, one? Okay. the Titans legend and people are like, Oh, Samantha Sloman is cute. I mean, I mean the first name's cute. What, where'd Sloman come from? Is that a family name? Oh, it was a thick kicker. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, you don't know <laughs> Sam Sloman. Clearly you're not a football fan. Because he's literally known for the greatest know, kick man. in don't, Titans football history. Don't, Double doinked for the win. Don't cross off Tyrone yet either, man. We're Miss Pac-Man. Miss Pac-Man is strong. Miss Pac-Man is very strong. <laughs> Speaking of, as I don't know if you can hear the sirens in the background. Those are pretty strong. In, we're, I'm in Chicago. Yeah. How fitting is it? We're talking about Pac-Man and sirens are going off. <laughs> <laughs> they know. Cops, they always Cops know. are like, did someone say Pac-Man? Let's go get him. That's the <laughs> FBI guy that's standing outside of your window. <laughs> oh, man. Jack, thank you for that list. That's awesome. I'm actually going to make my wife listen to this episode uh for and once see if she likes any if she yeah. you know if she doesn't i'll work on it i'll, I'll come up with another yeah. one i'm sure we can find something hey babe what now that i got you subscribe rate and review okay <laughs> Jeez, four and a half stars to the top 0.5 to buck which buck who i did see this past weekend i know i know i saw but... him in person which i've i mean i've seen him in person before but i, I not since i've moved to chicago <laughs> <laughs> I saw Buck in Chicago. This no, week. we're both hanging backstage. And so random. Yes. Yeah. It was Windy City Smokeout, a big barbecue country music festival. And uh, and I, I was doing stage announcements, introducing each of the artists before they came up on stage. Ryan Hurd, Morgan Evans, and Darius Rucker. And right after I get off the stage uh, announcing, it was either Morgan Evans or Ryan Hurd. Right after I get off stage, I get a text from Buck. And he's like, were you just were you just doing announcements at this in Chicago? <laughs> and I was like, yes. Like, how do you know? And sure enough, Buck was there. Ryan Hurd hooked him up with tickets. And so uh, me and Buck, we got to chat for a little bit, which is, it was a joy. It was a pleasure seeing old Buck, even though, you know, it, 0.5 stars to buck 0.5 stars half, obviously four and a half to the top but uh so i'm glad he didn't ask you one of his poll questions i'm happy that that didn't happen <laughs> actually he did i and i was like buck this isn't twitter dude you can talk to me like as a real person <laughs> and he was like he was like will ryan Tannehill surpass his passing yard total next year yes or no and then he did one of his funny ones where he's like is derrick henry going to uh lead the nfl in rushing next year yes or yes <laughs> yeah thanks buck for the polls man all right well uh, i mean we're, we're at let's, the back end of this thing. yeah let's get to remember the titan let's get out of here before we remember titan do you want to go first you want me to, to uh you know i'm prepared to go first so okay. i'll do that go ahead look we talked about anthony ferkser last week and there's a lot of question marks surrounding the tight end position right now but through 2008 through 2015 they were good to go you know why they had Craig Stevens playing tight end. Craig Stevens was the Iron Man. That guy had more knee surgeries than I think anyone in the entire world has ever had. Um, Craig Stevens, he played at California. 
you know, was drafted in the third round, 85th overall in the 2008 draft for the Titans. So they thought highly of him out of college. He ended up finishing up, you know, he only played for one team, and that was the Titans. Had six touchdowns, finished with 60 catches, 724 yards. Craig Stevens walked so Jeff Swaim could run. <laughs> I love that take. I love that take. He was a blocking tight end, and, you know, he, <laughs> he, he wasn't afraid to stick his nose in there on special teams, and that's what got him on the field and ended up uh, letting him hang around for so long. So, it, you know, and you go on his Wikipedia page, because I always go on Wikipedia pages when I do this to see if I can find something interesting. Uh, I forget which Titan it was that has like a, a, an Animal Planet show right now. I, I don't know, but maybe somebody remembers. But I go on I go on Craig Stevens, and it's pretty bland. Um, but there is one note, and it's under family. Craig has a younger brother, Eric, who played fullback for the St. Louis Rams. Jeff Fisher, who drafted Craig, picked up Eric as an undrafted free agent. So Jeff Fisher and the Stevens family are pretty tight. That's all I have for you, really, from the Wikipedia page, because there isn't much there. <laughs> but uh, Craig Stevens, I remember you, man. Craig Stevens, not not bad. I love the Craig Stevens. Look, it's like Matthew McConaughey says, before you move forward, sometimes you got to look back, back to you know what got you here. I don't know. He says something like that while rolling up a booger in his Lincoln Navigator or whatever. <laughs> The, the, you guys know what I'm talking about, though. Uh, yes, of course. So, right. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? That's it. Matthew McConaughey says that. So sometimes we need to look back before we we move forward. Um, my remember the Titan is a remember the Titan that is legitimately like remember him because you probably don't. Grant Logan Matos, and you're like Grant Logan Matos. I mean that. You mean that's that, exactly like, what I'm thinking right now. That like practice team, special teams guy out of USC who played wide receiver. Oh, yeah, that's a, and that's exactly that. That's that's exactly the Grant Logan Matos I'm referring to, known as former NFL wide receiver and special teams player who played for three teams over a four year career. The Tennessee Titans being one of those. Okay, and I gotcha. The uh, after his college career, he, he was drafted by, or actually, I don't even know if he was drafted, earned a spot on the Chargers roster in 2003 uh, uh, yeah, with the Chargers. And he was also, yeah, he was not selected in any round of the NFL draft. He lasted two years with the Chargers and four years in the league overall uh, being signed by the Denver Broncos and later your Tennessee Titans. Knee problems limited his effectiveness and chances of game action in later years, which is, you know, it, that's problems, the, man. they that's get the everyone right. You know, it's like, look, oh man, dude, my knee wouldn't have given out. I would have freaking been all pro in the NFL without question. <laughs> I'm sure Grant Matos is telling people yeah, that that's true. He's either bragging, to, he's probably bragging to his friends about that or the fact that he would later go on to be on Survivor. What? No way. He'd appeared on Survivor Redemption Island. Boston Rob season? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I do watch Survivor. I, I used to. Watch. I mean, it used to be awesome. I, my favorite part was when he'd go, you know, he'd stand up and he'd go, I'll go tally the votes. I like that. It, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It made the hair on your arm stand up. Yeah. But yeah, my favorite part of Survivor is like when they would like, when they have the tiki torches, you know, and they put it out. Your tribe has spoken. It's like, these people hate you get out of here. Right. Yeah. And then they put out the, in the smoke and it's, uh, yeah. And you have or to walk like, and get bit by mosquitoes on your way out. Or, or how about that part in survivor when they're like, uh, I'm so hungry right now. 
and 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 Jeff Probst is over there in the corner eating a, a tub full of uh of you know uh peanut butter and he's just like down in it and he's like, like oh hey. if he's you like you guys want triathlon, you can eat six bananas <laughs> He's like, he's like, oh, hey, uh, you got to perform this uh, tightrope across the ocean to that boat, that pirate ship boat. And then you got to grab that net full of shapes and you got to swim them back to the mainland and put the shapes together to form the Mona Lisa painting. And 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 then it, and then if you do all that faster than anyone else, then, yeah, we'll give you we'll give you a half eaten apple. You get a coconut and three three strawberries. <laughs> And you got to split it between 12 people. Right. <laughs> uh, so Survivor Redemption, 22nd season of the reality show. Uh, he was on, and I'm sure we, I think we all remember this, right? That the fact that Grant Logan Montos was on the Om Tepe tribe. And he oh. quickly formed a close friendship and strong alliance with the eventual winner, Rob Mariano. That's Boston yeah. Rob. No way. Okay. Ah, yeah. yeah. See, it all ties together. Yeah. Of course, we all remember it. He and he was part of the major alliance of six formed early with Boston Rob, Ashley Underwood, Matthew Elrod, Wyatt Nash, Andrea Bolke, and Natalie Tenerelli with uh, Philip Shepherd or Shepherd then replacing Matt Elrod mm -hmm, in the alliance of six after Elrod's day five blindside, which. Mm. I think we all know where we were for Matt. A huge moment in television, in television history. Yeah, how can you forget? Oh wow. my gosh! Without Survivor we, fans who like this podcast are going crazy right now. They are. They're. They're probably pissed at us right now. Honestly, they're probably going to angry tweet at us like our buddy. Uh, what was that dude's name? Jonathan. Last Johnny Blaze. Johnny so. yeah, Blasdale or something. <laughs> uh, this this alliance became commonly known as the Om Tepe Six, and also as quote Stealth R Us. A term coined by the eccentric shepherd, <laughs> classic shepherd. Oh, I like Om Tepe Six. Yeah, I'm like Om Tepe Six too. Uh, before and in the years after Survivor, Matos worked as a full time yoga instructor at City Yoga LA. He then became a yoga instructor at Moda Yoga International in Los Angeles, California, from mid 2013 onwards until late April 15 when he moved to Toronto, Ontario. But Jack, correct me if I'm wrong. I'll have to go back and check, but this might be the first remember the Titan who worked at Moda Yoga. The first I've heard. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. I, mm -hmm. I, I yeah, wasn't checks sure. out. But yeah, we'll have to go back and maybe listen to the tapes. But I'm pretty sure it's the first remember the Titan that uh, had a job uh, moonlighting at Moda Yoga. <laughs> you hey, go man. from Titans. Yeah, I'll tell you what survivor. fixes those knee problems is a little yoga. That is true. That mm -hmm. is true. I hope that knee is fit, feeling better for him. And look, up until recent years, I would have said Titans should look at Grant Montos at wide receiver again. Maybe give the guy a call, see what he's doing, seeing how seeing how the uh, the old uh, Om Tepe Six Om Tepe Six is doing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe bring in maybe bring in all five the the other five guys too. Bring in all all six of them. I mean, they're trying out guys uh, that played basketball in college or wrestlers. So why not bring out, uh, you know, some survivor guys? If the Titans were ever going to bring in the Om Tepe six, this is the offseason to do it. When you're bringing in Olympic wrestlers and uh, um, Hassan uh, French, basketball player. Hassan French, thank you. Thank you. Yes. The St. Louis Billiken power forward or center, whatever position he played. This is the year to do it. Go get the Om Tepe six. Give him a workout, John Robinson. What's the worst that can happen? All right. Maybe at the end of the training camp, you just put out their tiki torches and send them home. Okay. 
Like, that would be awesome. That's how, oh my, that's how hard knocks should go. That, right? Yeah, give Titans hard knocks. Air it on CBS week, week, uh, weekly. Instead of John Wednesday Robinson, night. they have, uh, what's his name that hosts it? Jeff Probst. They, they have Jeff Probst sitting in his chair and he just turns around like the, the guy walks in and the chair's turned backwards so he can't see his face. And Jeff Probst spins around with a tiki torch in his hand and he goes, yeah. playbook. And it's not like, look, Titans, it's not like you have to put up the Omtepe 6 into a hotel during training camp. They, they'll they sleep on the field. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to feed them. In fact, you could make them like, hey, if you have a good workout today, if you have a good tryout today. That's the incentive, yeah. Then we'll give you peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Off man. the rails. Who would have thought that in an episode with Donnie Nicky? where I announced that I'm having a baby girl and we rant about Ryan Tannehill, that we would end it by talking about Survivor. <laughs> what has happened? Tell you what, the F- guarantee the F-Words pod isn't going into giving you Survivor takes. That's right. I, I bet they are. Although if they are, then man, it's tough to beat those guys. It is tough. to. We're never <laughs> going to beat those guys. It is not. It is not a chance in hell. We're only going to get more angry tweets from listeners. All right, Jack. The, um, I guess... Uh, Go ahead and follow at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter, at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram. Follow Jack at Jack A. Gentry on Twitter. Don't unfollow him like some people do. What? <laughs> Don't unfollow me. Yeah, like certain members of the quote-unquote media, if you still want to call them that. <laughs> yeah. Don't unfollow them like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Some soft the- stuff, guys. But- <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, don't unfollow him. Just go ahead and hit follow and just leave – Leave him on your leave him on your following list. You I can wanna, follow me at Austin Huff. Go ahead. Yes, uh, yeah, Austin Huff. Do that immediately. I want to ask you guys for one thing this week. If you have a good Titans related name for Austin's child, tweet it at us. Yeah, please. That's do. that's what we need out of you guys. And the best one will win Tupper of the Week next week. Ooh, there you go. There's a little incentive. Yeah, it's better than a coconut and two strawberries. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess we don't have a. We just debuted the segment last week, and we don't have a Tupper of the Week this week, do we? No, you have to earn it. Yeah, you have to earn it. You have to earn it. So earn Tupper of the Week next week uh, by hitting us with the best baby name, Titans themed baby name. Uh, and don't don't just hit me with like Amy Adams, like uh, I mean that's a good name. Don't get me wrong, and it goes into our alliteration. Michaela Vrabel, that's a good one. That is great, Michaela. Ooh, it's kind of wow. Sorry, that's my daughter. Oh, that's what? gross. What get out of here. About, that's, stop. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Shut up, all of you. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, until uh, uh, Jack, you got anything for the run? No, that's all I got. Uh, I guess that's that's what you have. To Baby names. Okay. Baby names. Hit us with them. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, until next week. Tighten, Tighten up. up. They used to be the Oilers a long, long time ago when they played. Astrodome. They've gone from being spoilers to starting six and zero oh since they moved to Tennessee to call it home. They had a Music City miracle to conquer Buffalo, and they came within a yard of winning in the Super Bowl. They've had the same head coach leading all the way. That's one of many reasons that I'm loving how they play. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the Tennessee Titans.